The views expressed on this show do not reflect Arch Rival, Adidas, or any other companies associated with them. With that being said, enjoy. It's the Fresh Club. gentlemen this is ray jefferson from stripe talk joined as always by my brother jonathan mcqueen but this time we are actually really like joined we're, we're right next to each other like we're sitting down and i see you i can i can give you i can give you a dap give you the yeah. handshake all right all right that's pretty cool but uh but yeah so today is thursday the 27th and today is very special why jonathan is trying on his uh what are those what's the name of those things it's going to be the Adidas Audi Power S Boost 3 golf shoes. Nice. So he's he's trying those on. Shout out to Nick Green for uh for throwing those our way to the field team and uh, a lot of cool golf things are happening around this time with Sergio winning the Masters. You know, big things happening for Adidas right now. But get back on subject. Today is all about the draft. So, yes sir, all about that NFL draft in Philadelphia this year. Yeah, Philly. Stand up. It's my hometown. <laughs> Well, that's why I was born, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to do some shout-outs, man. But, yes. Uh, definitely want to go ahead and kick it to our friend of the show, DP, um, trainer extraordinaire, man. Yeah, no, DP, excellent. Um, going to get him on right now while we call him up. Obviously, you know the intro to this, Only Stripes by our guy Familiar Max, and we had the pleasure a couple weeks ago shooting a video with him uh, for this song so you guys can see that on our website once that drops and on ig uh we'll definitely blast it kind of pretty much everywhere but you know so l- before we get into dp we always got to start off with only stripes so here's only stripes and then we'll jump right into dp's interview make sure you download the app too man you <laughs> missed that app man you know website all that yeah that's cool man but the app game we're in the app game now man so download the app iOS, and also Google Play, man. Yep, one word, Stripe Talk. All right, only stripes. Boom. There's some stripes on the T, on the T. There's some stripes on the sneaks, on the sneaks. Won't you take a look at me, look at me. Only gonna go see, gonna see. Only stripes, only stripes, yeah. Only stripes, only stripes. All right, well, we're very, very fortunate to have on the line and training expert who definitely develops players to get ready for the NFL draft, but more importantly makes young people better athletes. Obviously it's going to up their morale, their their confidence, and also trickle down into their education. So that's the most important thing. So we're fortunate to be joined by DP. DP, man, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. Um, definitely I'm excited to get on the call tonight and um, chop it up with you two guys, man. Man, we, we appreciate you. You're a big-time trainer, so go ahead and let the people know a little bit about your background. Obviously, for the, those who don't know, we call him DP because, you know, we've been able to talk to him back and forth a little bit. But for everybody that doesn't know, let them know your name, let them know where you came from, and let them know a little bit about your company. Definitely, definitely. Um, my name is Damon Patterson the second. I make sure guys always know it's the second and not junior. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm from Mesquite, Texas, originally born in Topeka, Kansas. Stayed there for about two and a half years, uh, 
After that, I moved out here into the Dallas area, Mesquite. Went to uh, North Mesquite High School. Played uh, football there for all four years of high school, three years on varsity. Fortunate enough to, um, you know, be one of the top-ranked guys coming out at the receiver position as well as the uh, kickoff, pump return, and even a little bit recognized as a defensive back. Uh, came out of there as a first-team All-State in the highest division here in Texas as a receiver as well as the kickoff and punt returner. So, you know, that's always a big accolade no matter where you're at. But um, it, it carries a little weight when you're coming from Texas doing it at the highest division. So after that, um, I left from out here in Texas and went back to Kansas. Uh, joined my team, the Jayhawks, University of Kansas. As a true freshman, I started as a kick returner, punt returner, wide receiver, and a cornerback. Only one of three guys to do that in the nation that year. Only two true freshman to do it. I believe the other two guys maybe redshirt junior and a senior. So, um, you know, really started off my career great that way. Um, had, you know, some ups and downs throughout my career. Had three different head coaches through my um, time there. Mark Mangino, Turner Gill, and Charlie Weiss in my senior year. Things didn't go how I wanted. My first senior year coming into the season was a preseason Blitnikoff guy, one of the top receivers in the nation. Tormer growing in the first game after scoring a touchdown. Um, came back out the next series, didn't get touched. Told my growing out for the season, so I had to come back and redo my um, senior year after a medical waiver. That's, um, that second senior year didn't go how I wanted it to. Um, went out and killed my pro day. You know, I was talking to some teams, things fell through. I'm just one of those guys that didn't um, really want to wait around for the NFL to, you know, call me and tell me how good I was in, and or how good I was, but you got to wait here. So I decided to um, start my own business up a few months after I'm um, getting done with football to help other athletes get ready and get them around some of the pitfalls that I've seen other guys go through and some of the things I went through. The company had been around actually for 20, 21 years by the time I started really running and my dad started it up, but it was a lot different. Um, it was a summer camp, really, and then we would get ready for you know the Nike camp, the Under Armour camp, the U.S. Army camps and all that, but not how I do it now, day-to-day -day training with athletes and really hands-on with them. It was more a summer camp and, oh, Nike's coming up, let's get two good weeks of training, month of training, if you know, depending on where our stock was for that. But since I'm um, starting it up, I've been going for about almost four years now. I've been blessed to be able to work with over 45 NFL athletes in that time span, um, hundreds and hundreds of athletes from three years old, literally up to 60 years old. You know, I'm, I'm always working with guys, um, young kids. I want to work with whoever is willing to get better and better themselves in their daily life and athletically. And as you know, just like I said, a person in society. So that's, you know, just a little bit about me. I'm, I'm just out here working with whoever wants to get better and become a better athlete and a better person. Very nice, man. Very nice. Extensive background, man, as we can see. But um, I definitely, you know, did a little research myself, man. Saw that you run a what? 4-3, 4-3? Uh, excuse me, a 4-3, yeah. 40, 4, 4 40, somewhere around there, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Definitely I, I, very, very fast. 4-3, some 4-4, four, four, definitely. So um, I was able to get up and run a little bit when I was um, in my playing days. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, that leads into the next question, man. Obviously, you're a huge, huge fan of Adidas and Adidas products, and mainly when it comes to the Audi Zero Five Star, the lightest football cleat in the game. So as your mm -hmm. experience as a trainer and as well as an athlete, what are some of the benefits of having a cleat like the Audi Zero Five Star in your repertoire, something that you could use on the field? 
Um, I, I definitely think it's a benefit, especially for um, since we're also talking about, you know, it's going to um, draft stuff and field. It's amazing cleats to have when you're out there training for that um, NFL combine. And, uh, well, not even training. I would probably wear a uh, heavier cleat, you know what I mean, while training. But when it's combine day, pro day, you got to throw on Audi Zero. So definitely going to give you, you know, your best bang for your buck because, you know, it's the lightest cleat out there. So I'm definitely going to jump out in those shoes and um, run my 40s in. And we also played in them when I was at KU. KU's Adidas school. So I've seen back when Adidas, you know, was um, yellow Adidas, but now we're in KU probably has the best combination of uniforms in the Big 12. So I've definitely seen them revamp the company and get a lot of people excited about their gear. It's a great shoe. It's a great company. Um, I love all that stuff. I remember back when the Reggie Bushes came out, we were wearing that. And that was the best thing they had. You know, we didn't, nobody liked those. Now, man, there's millions of Adidas cleats that guys like that are coming through that Audi Zero and they're just putting those different designs on them and really getting it out there. So I really love what they're doing with that cleat for sure. Man, we couldn't have said it any better ourselves. That was that we should put that on a commercial. That was fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome, man. So uh, we talked a little bit before, but we want to let the people in. How do you get an athlete ready? You know, say this guy, you know, he had a good senior year, he had a good junior year, and he comes to you and he tells you he wants to be better. What are some of the things that you look for um, besides, you know? What uh, the standard stuff of how fast he is, or like you know, take us inside the mind of a of a coach. Okay, um, and and that it's funny that you actually say take us inside the mind of a coach because what a lot of people don't really understand is that a coach and a trainer are really different. So what I mean by that is what I look for for guys is what's your knowledge of the game because if I can teach you for one, I can make you a better player on the field without even touching the field because there's so many guys. That's why they take the Wonderlick test, and I don't think that correlates strictly to the field, but when you can see a guy's attitude and understanding concepts and stuff, if he's a guy that really doesn't understand formational stuff and concepts that can be ran to this side of the field or out of this formation, once you're able to teach him and he gains a little more knowledge on that, he automatically becomes a better player, not only mentally but physically because he's reacting and seeing stuff a lot better as well. So I like to see where a guy's mind is first. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if a guy was to do this and this, what would you do? Or what defense would you call? But then next thing I go to is I put them out there on the field. So we'll just go through our, like, everyday drills that we do with all my guys, all ages. And I just see what he is from a technique standpoint, not no crazy drills, literally just backpedaling and breaking, see how they're coming out of the breaks, seeing their technique. Because what colleges do is take you're a good athlete, you're a five-star, you're a four-star, whatever. We're going to develop you some, but we're teaching you concepts, smash route. If they run a smash route, corner, you need to sink into this zone. If they do this, you need to be over here, and then you got to make the play. They don't go into depth on backpedaling, hand placement, this and that, because you only get 20 hours of training, uh, of practice in college. So they're doing the concepts and how to beat another team's play. They're not showing you really how to stop another man. And that's what I'm trying to do. Because at the end of the day, the dudes that get paid to stop the man in front of them without help. Like my guys, Chris Harris on the Broncos, you know, guys like that. Sherman, they want Patrick Peterson. With nobody helping you, can you stop the man in front of you? But colleges, high schools, and even a lot of your NFL guys, coaches, 
aren't teaching you that. They're teaching you how to stop play, and there's a big difference in that. So I like to see technical standpoints of guys, the knowledge of the game, and just technique. Technique wins everything on the football field. All of us are athletic, and all of us are, you know what I mean, can jump high, run fast once you get to that level of the NFL. But what type of technique do you have and what type of understanding? Can you see the play coming before? And that's where you see guys like Chris Harris, who's an undrafted free agent, continuously be one of the top corners in the league because he's smart and he's a technique beast. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Definitely a great information that you're giving out. So as the NFL draft is approaching, obviously this is NFL draft day um, episode that we're yeah. dropping. Who do you feel should be the number one pick um, in this year's NFL draft? Man, that's so tough. Like, it's um, something that you can always say who you think should be, and then you never know. Nobody could have ever told me Reggie Bush wasn't going to be the greatest NFL running back just like he was at USC. Um, but I think in today's game, Miles Garrett would probably be a great pick for number one, but also a safe pick. It's too hard to um I know they're looking at North Carolina's quarterback, but it's so hard to judge a quarterback. You know what I mean? You you can take somebody number one, and you can get um Ryan Leaf, or you can take Tom Brady in the sixth round and get five Super Bowls. But your edge rushers, your, you know, Miles Garrett, it took um Clowney a little time to get off those injuries. Those guys usually pan out, you know, somewhere to where you kind of predict them. Quarterbacks, you never know. So if I'm picking first, I'm probably going to take that great first pick, but that safe first pick with um, Miles Garrett. Yeah, because the fans in Cleveland, man, they don't want another, <laughs> they don't want another quarterback man, in there no, that's going to no, not pan there's out. There's no way. No way. I, Cleveland can't take another quarterback. Like Tom Brady comes in the draft, they can't take Tom Brady's going right. terrible in Cleveland. That's just how it is. Like, after you do so, so much stuff so many times, you got to get off of that boat. Go get somebody that we know is going to pan out and let's trade for a quarterback. <laughs> it really was that. really was that. So, I know I, this is going to be an even tougher question for you, my man. But who are some of – you can name drop a little bit. Feel like you can brag a little bit. Who are some of your favorite guys that you uh, or your team has gotten a chance to work with? Let's just go with just in this past year. Okay, okay. Um, I think um, – I, I like to say I've been too blessed to work with a lot of top guys, but um, I would probably say, you know, my guy Chris Harris, you know, he's Super Bowl champ, continuously one of the best corners that always are producing out there on the field for the last few years. Um, uh, Taylor Gabriel, amazing year for the Falcons this year, a small wide receiver out there, number 18, making a lot of highlight plays. Um Definitely put on for um, our city. He's actually from where I'm from. We grew up playing um, football together from five years old up. Um, Quentin Demp, safety for the Houston Texans these last two years. Um, just started working with him two years ago, and last two years have been his best two years just from simply, like I said, amazing player, just technique stuff. We got some technique stuff worked out, and he did the rest. He was already, you know, that guy. He just needed a few um um, extra sprinkles on top of what he did. Uh, Corey Shepard, another guy I love to work with. He was a starting kick returner for the 49ers. So um, those are probably going to be my my favorite four, not only because of football things, but I would say those two. Ja'Cory, I played with him in Kansas. He's actually from my city. He went to another high school. Taylor, we grew up together. Like I mentioned, Chris, I played with him at Kansas. And then um, Quentin Demp. He's like the old head in the group, but he just—he's getting younger as he gets older. Uh, on that football field, he's getting young, and uh, he—you know—he really helps me with you know business stuff, life stuff. So I love talking to him 
on and off the field, just know about anything in general uh, wherein it pertains to life because he's always that guy. You know, he's been there, seen it, and he's done it. So I love talking to my guy, Bill. That's what's up, man. Definitely some good names to drop. And um, obviously we want to dive deep into the Adidas subject. You know, Adidas is obviously something that Ray and myself work with on a daily basis. We want to make sure that uh, people that are designing the products are getting the best information when they're going out there, designing great um, wardrobe to wear on and off the field. So go into detail as far as, like, how Adidas is able to blend the street culture with the on-the-field cleats as well as, you know, being able to have that style lane um, when it comes to, you know, some of the players that you interact with as well as stuff that you wear off the field. Man, Adidas has done an amazing job with, like, integrating, you know, the culture nowadays, uh, you know, that hip-hop, the street culture, uh, you know, just being an artist, uh, a hip-hop guy, a guy that just, you know, likes to dress up and it's definitely blended it well with his sport. And I think um, in just society in general, you know, nowadays people are more, you know, into, and, and it's been like this for a while, but you know, the, the hip hop and then the urban culture and the, the, the dress of those kind of people. And I think they've found a great way to blend it because I know they have, you know, some rappers, you know, they got Snoop. They got these athletes where, you know, athletes are, shoot, they think they're supermodels walking down the runway when they're showing up the game. So I think they've found something in a great niche of really finding how to blend those two because I've, I've got stuff from Adidas before and I'm like, am I supposed to train in this or am I supposed to wear this out to the club? Because either way it's going to be fire. Like, they got some stuff like that in it. And I love it because there's stuff that you can literally throw on with a nice pair of jeans and, you know, some shoes and, and it's fire. Or you can throw your shorts on and you can go out there and get dirty. So I love what they've done with that blend because it, it, it works. Oh, most definitely, man. I think that's the, that's the niche that they were searching for for all those years. And they definitely rekindled some magic with it. And you can see it in, in all their sports, uh, but especially football, because I know for us, if we don't win football, that's the biggest sport here in America. And that's, that's, uh, that's very important for us. So we want to make sure we win it. So for you, my guy, now that training has kind of evolved, because before, I think when I was growing up, and probably for you, Sue DP, it's like you went to your local gym or your dad knew someone. But nowadays, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a social connotation to it. Like you can all, you almost are your own brand using your own social media, you know, between the logos mm-hmm. and the merch that you can have to even just how you market yourself with quotes or anything like that. So I would say, guess, talk a little bit about the evolution of how important like social media is for, for you as a trainer. Um, it, it's so important. Um, I, I was like one of the first people to really, um, kind of get it going on social media not like the first one but there were a lot of you know other trainers obviously we we know some of the other big guys as far as followers and social media goes and notoriety but um yeah definitely was one of those first guys to you know really get it going Uh, and it's funny that you talk about the evolution of it because some of the guys that I did business with have done business with that were older than me when I first started really posting on social media, like the training, um, the videos of it, the quotes, and just stuff that we do and giving out information, they were like, no, you don't do that. What are you doing? Like, people aren't supposed to see what you do. But I was ahead of the curve. Like, no, like, when how social media is going now, 
It's about showing how good you are, not hiding it. Back in the day, it was if I put my stuff out there, I'm trainer on this side of Dallas. I don't want the other trainer on in Dallas to know what I'm doing because I don't want him to take my players. Now it's opposite. If I don't know what you can do by going looking at your social media, I'm flying somewhere else or I'm going to the other trainer that I know he's putting in work. I see his guys. I see what he's about. I see how he, he moves around with his business. And that was one of the things that evolution of the older generation, they want to hide everything because that's how it was. Because you were only training kids in your city. Because, you know, there weren't how we are now. We're flying to camps. We're flying out the country to train people. You were lo a local trainer. Well, now you want as many people to know you because you're getting invited to this event. You're getting looked at by Adidas. You're flying out the country. You're working with these NFL guys that are flying to see you. So it's definitely been, you know, eye-opening, and I'm glad that I caught the wave early and kind of seen it coming that, hey, you can't hide your stuff anymore because there's going to be a million people showing what they can do. And that's why people, when you go get a job, they want to see your resume. You can be the greatest, you know, architect, but if you don't have a resume and they don't know what you can do, they won't hire you. They're going to hire somebody, well, I know he does this, this, and this good. I'm going that way. And that's kind of what training came to. Instagram and social media is kind of like your resume. Show me what you can do. I want to see who you train. I want to see how you train. I want to see what drills you do. I want to see how your athletes perform. And that's kind of what Instagram and these other social media platforms have turned into is basically a resume. Definitely, man. I couldn't have said better myself, man. That's why we're trying to make sure that we kill social media every single time. We'll make sure that we're accessible to people out there that listen to anything that has to do with Adidas. You know, now that we developed our own app and all that good stuff, it just makes it so mm -hmm. easy because we live in that world of technology now. So definitely kind of a curse at sometimes for the older generation, but at the same time, these kids, they love Instagram. They love Facebook. They love Twitter. Yeah. So that's what they live around, man. So I guess my next question is, who is your biggest Adidas athlete that you currently train? And give us a kind of a feedback on their resume um, thus far. My biggest Adidas guy, um, I would have to say, who are my Adidas guys? I would maybe say, I know for sure, um, he's an up-and-coming guy, but I think he's definitely going to put in some work. Um, my dude, Kenneth Dixon, he was uh, drafted last year. He's a rookie. Um, from La Tech. He's a running back with Baltimore, but um, I definitely think he's primed for a, a good year. Definitely primed for a good year and is going to um, ball out up there in Baltimore. The things are going to move around where he can definitely get it in. So I think that is probably going to be my answer for that because some of the guys I know, um, they have a little thing with them. But like, he's really a Adidas guy, Adidas guy, so I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah, Kenneth Dixon ended up coming in clutch at, at the end of my fantasy football league. <laughs> all, right, all my running backs got hurt, and he held me down. He got me to the championship. So when you see him, man, tell him Ray appreciates him a lot. <laughs> so uh, we definitely want to make sure we plug your social media. So go ahead and tell all the listeners uh, where they can find you at between your social media and then what what website uh, you guys got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, in Twitter at DP2Nice, the number two. So DP, the number two, nice. Um, you can find me, Damon Patterson, on Facebook. And then my website is therawpowerteam.com. Very nice, very nice, man. I got uh, got a chance opportunity to meet one of your ex-teammates. I'm pretty sure you guys played together. Uh, Isaiah Johnson played safety. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. He came in, I believe, the year after I left at um, okay. KU, and then he played there for a year, and then um, went up to South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a South Carolina guy, so definitely got to always uh, have that little bit of connect. But I got an opportunity to meet him. Uh, me and my fiance were actually seeing ticket holders at the University of South Carolina. So we actually met him at one of the events um, a few years back. So really nice guy. We're glad we got him for one more year. Our defensive backs were hurting that year, so it was good to at least get a little bit of veteran help. So uh, it was cool, man. But uh, definitely, man, we appreciate you so much for jumping on. Enjoy it. And uh, definitely, I know you're uh, ampering for for draft day yourself, so I know you got a couple of athletes that are getting ready to come out. So uh, best of luck on that side. Definitely, definitely. I definitely appreciate you guys, man. I'm reaching out and I'm – getting on the phone with me, and um, definitely I um, wish the best for you all and just, you know, continue to stay in touch and, and uh, y'all keep grinding and working because y'all definitely got something good going. Man, we appreciate that, DP. Thank you so much. And like we said, man, don't be a stranger. Reach out to us. We family now. Definitely, definitely. That's how it works with me, man. I definitely, like I said, I appreciate y'all, and I'm going to keep following y'all boys to see where y'all going because I, I definitely see um, y'all's vision with it. I think it'll um, definitely pan out how y'all want it to. Shout out Sarah Hills and Andy Barr. Shout out Mark King. We the newest star. Uh, definitely big shout outs to DP. So we will segue into our boy Jabril Peppers from Michigan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabril uh, signed with the brand. He plays pretty much every position. I know in college he played D-back, linebacker, safety, then on offense, played a little running back, played a little receiver, but... I'm pretty confident in the league he's either going to be a linebacker or a safety. I'm hoping a safety, but uh, but we'll see. But anyway, Jabril signed with Adidas. Uh, he's a New Jersey guy, so that's why I had to, I had to give him some love on the podcast. And uh, he was at Packers Shoes uh, a couple weeks ago, and Jabril actually did a signing. Ultra Boost, the, uh, the new Ultra Boost cleat was there. They had the Ultra Boost triple whites, the Ultra Boost triple blacks that were there. So it was a pretty cool thing. They got to do a little meet and greet, obviously see one of our young up and coming talented guys. We also got some other guys that are joining the roster, but we have a special guest in the studio today. One of our Stripe Talk family members, our guy, Fletcher Krause. Get the get the applause noise ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There he goes. There he goes. So he's going to join us because he's got some football questions for us. So uh, so here we go. So, Fletch, first of all, introduce yourself because now you're officially a guest on the show. And then uh, Fletch is going to do a cool thing where he's going to get to ask me and John, and we're almost going to, like, first take it. I guess you can be, who's the new guy? Max? Yeah, next time. Yeah, it's obviously <laughs> Stephen Ray Smith. All right, so go ahead, Fletch. Introduce yourself to the people. Yo, what's up? This is Fletcher. I'm a DSG field agent in Charlotte. Uh, big fan of the show and you guys, obviously. So pumped to be on the show today. Uh, I'm going to throw some NFL questions at you here, looking up to the draft. So number one, who do you think is going to go number one this year? Ooh, Stephen A usually goes second, so I'm going to let you go. <laughs> Sounds good. So the new host. First thing. Now, um, I would definitely say um, it, it should be an easy choice. It's a no-brainer. Miles um, Garrett from Texas A&M, three-stripe school, of course. Um, rocking that Adidas, rocking that Audi Zero Five Star, of course. Um, I think that Miles Garrett, with his versatility, his power, his quickness, he's like that. You know, number one pick that can come in and make an immediate impact on your team. You know, defensive end, rushing the passer is the most important position in football next to quarterback. So. 
That's my pick, man. Hopefully, he will be on Team Adidas. So, uh, big shout-outs to Miles Garrett. So, who do you got, bro? Oh, what does Stephen A. usually say in his work? He's like, that is blasphemy. No, but, um, <laughs> no uh, I, 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 I agree. I think uh, Miles Garrett is a safer pick. I think if you're the Browns, you can't take a quarterback number one unless he's the guy. I think that if my Jets do trade with the Browns and we, for some reason, take a quarterback, I might no longer be a Jets fan anymore. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm going to go Miles Garrett. That was that was kind of whack. We kind of agreed with each other. But I think Miles Garrett is the safest pick. Like you said, great pass rusher. He can be an impact player. I don't know what Warren Sapp's talking about, but... I'll go. I'll go. Miles Garrett on that one. So. I think it's definitely an imperative to have. Stephen A. gets the last yeah. one. <laughs> I think it's important to have a pass rusher, man. <laughs> you know, obviously it's a passing league, so definitely want to have a pass rusher. So I'm going him, and also, I mean, if you're the Browns, you got to make a better decision true. than drafting yeah, true. a quarterback true. True. for sure. Like it should be written in stone for the <laughs> brand. No more quarterbacks. Yeah. Like don't draft the quarterback at all. The Ten Commandments for yeah. the Browns. Yeah. Number, number one, one and number three will be, you know, one through three. Don't draft the quarterback. So. There we go. They don't have uh, any more room on that T-shirt that has all the quarterbacks <laughs> crossed out anymore. Yeah, exactly, man. So, all right, Fletch. What's, what's what's question number two? What you got? Um. I'm a big hockey fan, so I'm pumped when guys celebrate after their goals goals they score. Okay. What do you guys think about the NFL possibly kind of leaning back a little bit and letting these guys do that a little more? See, I was a I was a fan of the Ocho Cinco days, you know, because I didn't like Cincinnati Bengals at all. I wasn't a big Bengals fan. I can't even name probably like four other players on that team, but I knew all Chad Johnson celebrations, and I knew every time he scored, they would show it on the TV. So I think. Uh, I think obviously there's some guys like Antonio Brown. Sometimes he goes a little, little too much. That's my what's, boy. Yeah, what's the rule? Like three pumps is, is a baby, and two pumps is okay. <laughs> so you know, two two pumps for Antonio. But I want I want celebrations at a at a maximum. The NFL starting to stand for the no fun league, and nobody likes that if it's that if it's not fun. Hey man, we Adidas man. We are the creator brand man, and if you're not creating, why are you here? So. I'm definitely, man, just just do it up, man. T.O. with the popcorn, you know, signing the autographs, you know, after a touchdown, I'm all about that, man. So, let's keep it going. True. Noah Brown, if, when you score next level, I, I need a touchdown celebration. I need it. I need it, bro. What you got for us? <laughs> yeah, man. Anything. You ask us anything, man. We're here. Um, Let's just go straight into Super Bowl picks. Oh. Who you guys got? Oof, that's kind of far out, man. Yeah, um, sorry, that was a good question. Man. Yeah, uh, obviously, I'm here in South Carolina. We are forced to either be a Carolina Panthers fan or an Atlanta Falcons fan. I got to go with the Panthers as my team, but I don't really have an NFL team. However, I'm getting ready to get married, and my future wife, her father, is a huge Cowboys fan, so I am a Cowboys fan, man. Oh, yeah, it's, it's got to go down. Oh. So I am hoping that our own Dak Prescott can lead them to the promised land. You saved that one. Yeah, exactly. Go to the Super Bowl and beat the New England Patriots. See, that last team that you just said, they're going to (laughs) win. And the reason why they're going to win is because the rest of the NFL is letting them win. I don't understand why. How did they get half the players they just got this offseason? It's crazy. I don't. I don't understand. I really don't get it. The Saints should be fined for ever trading. Um, what's his name? Brooks or not Brooks? No. I'm sorry, Cooks. 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 Yeah. What? I don't. I don't get it. So I. I would have to pick the Patriots as of right now, unless the Panthers can become a little bit more physical. Cam can get a little bit more accurate. Um, 
I, I would have to go with the Patriots right now. Yeah, I think the Patriots are a safe pick. Yeah, that, that's who I was going. I'm from Pittsburgh. Love my Steelers, but after what New England's done so far already. If the Steelers got a defense, though, yeah. they would be they would be the biggest uh, threat to the Patriots. I think right now it's probably like the Raiders. And Marshawn Lynch is back, I heard. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be, that might be interesting. But, yeah, I got I to go Patriots. Yeah, exactly. I mean, definitely. And with no Gronk winning the Super Bowl, right. you're adding Gronk. <laughs> all their weapons. Like, it's, it's a wrap, man. I mean, uh, Cook's out of uh, Oregon State. He's definitely a deep threat, man. Uh, Drew Brees lost a huge weapon in him. You're adding uh, South Carolina's own and Stephon Gilmore. Excuse me, Stephon Gilmore. Oh, yeah, he's Rock from Hill. South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from Rock Hill, South Carolina. He's from them. that little area. You know him. Jadavion Clowney, all from that same area. So um, he is there now. And, uh, you know, obviously Malcolm Jenkins. Now, what is his name? Butler. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. Butler. Yeah. yeah, Malcolm Butler there as well. So um, huge defense. I mean, why not? You know, Patriots all day. Why not? You got anything else? No, man. No. I'm just chilling right now. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big NFL guy. I'm more okay. of a hockey fan. So right. whenever. I'm more of a Stanley Cup playoff guy, so... Yeah, so he's hyped, obviously, yeah. and he's yeah, maybe taking we, over. I was going to say, maybe we just ask him the hockey question now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, we're not experts no, on hockey. No, by no, by you no know, I know Sidney Crosby, Ojekin, and all that good stuff. So. <laughs> oh, Ojekin. Yeah, yeah. Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah, there we go, Ovechkin. I know him, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Alexander Ojekin. You never know if there's Russian last name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something like that. He plays for the uh, Capitals, right? Yeah, Hey, cool. there we go. There you go. Two right for two. Now. Or so, one for two. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I feel like Crosby's all you really need to know, man. The Adidas guy, obviously coming off of winning his game. McDavid, too. McDavid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDavid. Yeah. That's next crop. Oh, the future. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Fletch, what you got in the Stanley Cup finals? Again, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I got to roll with my pens, man. They're, they've been dealing with injuries all season, and they just – overcome that with all the young guys stepping up I mean they got two rookies basically like playing with Sid on his top on his, the top line there and they're just dominating people they can't be matched for speed but I don't know I like Edmonton they've got a ton of first round picks over the last couple of years and they've just busted but now that McDavid's out there he's really carrying that team they got a lot of speed and that's really what's winning these games for these guys so I gotta roll with the pens but I'd love to see a Crosby McDavid Stanley Cup final. Uh, that, I mean, that'd be sick. I need whatever they're doing in Edmonton, they need to do it with New York Jets. So <laughs> I need y'all <laughs> to help us out because I thought we had talent two years ago and it seems like we're starting all over. So yeah, uh, appreciate it. Fletcher, Fletcher. Thank you, thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Thank appreciate you for joining. You guys have me on today. Hey, <laughs> no problem, man. Oh, before we get off, we got to shout out everybody in Atlanta because Fletcher is with yeah. us in Atlanta. You know, she got a kid. We're going to say the rest of it. We're going to say the rest of it. But uh, that was a little inside joke. But, uh, but yeah, man. So, appreciate you, Fletch. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. You know what I mean? He's out. He's that's, out. that's why he's one of my grooms. That's <laughs> why he's the groom. Man. And part of the Fab Five, man. Hey, I'm not going to let that know what, what that Fab Five is. But, uh, nah, man. Uh, definitely next subject, man. What you got, man? Uh, You want to just go into Words of Wisdom? You do a words of wisdom. Words what of you wisdom? got this week, man? Oh no, I went first last week. You gotta go first this week. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? He said, you know, making fun of me, man, in Atlanta, talking about I came up with my own words of wisdom. So uh, this week, man, I am going with the unfortunately late Arnold Palmer, great Arnold Palmer, um, obviously an amazing golfer, 
and um, we've been killing some auto farmers this weekend <laughs> while we're at Chick-fil-A. So we're all about that. Shout out to Chick-fil-A, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Chick-fil-A. Shout out to KFC. <laughs> shout out to, what was that? One with the S? Waffle House. Oh, sh- oh please. <laughs> Listen, if you've never been to a Waffle House, that's the best 11 bucks that you're ever going to spend in your life. I, I'm still full of waffles. Shout outs to all them. None of those people pay us to say those shout outs. <laughs> But they need to because I will endorse any of those brands any day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So I'm going with Anna Palmer quote this week. It is a funny thing. The more I practice, the luckier I get. Dope. Easy this week, man. What you got? Dope, dope, dope. Uh, I don't know who said my quote, but I looked it up on the internet, so it has to be true. Probably me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This is my Jonathan McQueen. So my my quote is, it always seems impossible until it's done. So basically, man, nothing's impossible. You guys can go out there, do anything you want, be anything you want, um, make anything happen, be like Adidas and create. Uh, So that's my quote of the week. My other quote for you guys, again, another uh, inside joke, Amon. Is a mock. No, but everybody's probably listening. Like, what is he talking about? All right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty much all I got for this week. Uh, shout outs again to everybody that came to Atlanta. Shout outs to everybody that's going to Philadelphia for the NFL draft. Shout outs to everybody that's downloaded the app. Um, oh, before oh before we forget, we gotta talk about um, the uh, uh, contest. Our contest winner in Atlanta. I got Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, yeah. yeah, you got to shout him out, man. So, yeah, I mean, Billy winning some free kicks, man. You know? You want me to talk about really who Billy is? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to. You don't, actually, no. Let's save that for another day. You guys, uh, thank you again for tuning in. Stripe Talk, we are out.